some of this H2O in me. Damn, shit. nigga, ice jiggle, jag, jiggle, nah, jiggle, man. Come on now. <laughs> Just say it. <laughs> that y'all sound cool and refreshing. Hell yeah, put like 13 fucking ice cubes <laughs> in there in a mason jar. That. <laughs> that always makes everything better. Yo, they yeah, right? Don't they feel so like I don't know. <laughs> it's artisan. Artisan cool water. You see the little frost? Mm-hmm. The little the, the glass press fire. I always want to take a picture. <laughs> don't spill I'll throw a little mint leaf in there. A little mint leaf in there, have it mix around. <laughs> hey, get fancy. Ooh, idea. I have some mint. Thanks. Oh no, it's great. It's like a little fancy today. Take a little mint, right? You take mm-hmm. a little mint, throw it in there, squeeze a little lemon in there. <laughs> straw my, though get a straw uh, a metal straw you my know plastic's God. getting banned i need to get one <laughs> why you say it like you was mad no i'm just saying like shit i feel bad like i need to get one <laughs> yeah but then i can't even keep track of where my headphones be at i'm gonna be carrying around metal straw mm-hmm. i'm gonna lose that shit immediately <laughs> hopefully they're cheap <laughs> yeah they're probably not gonna be but all right Right. Okay. All right. We we back. Yes. Welcome, guys, to the BZ podcast. Um, this is just a a recap. We had a eventful week. And, oh, I guess it was during the week, right? It was during the week. It was toward the end of the week. That's why. Okay. It started Thursday, right? <laughs> yeah. It's Thursday. Yeah. All right. Um, we went to Wavy Baby. Oh, uh, well. Fuck that up. <laughs> well, guess what? We'll be cutting out. <laughs> so, Bodega, Bodega Brown had his first set at the Wavy Baby event at a New Liberty Distillery, right? Yeah, New Liberty Distillery. It's in Northern Liberties, Philadelphia. Yeah, well, yeah, sorry. me i'm like of course it's in philly sorry yeah people philadelphia um the place was so nice it looks so cool it was like an old stable right like an old stable so there's actually like places you can see like where the stables were that horses were in and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and everything was like wooden i don't know it just gave you some real old school vibes and everything was just i don't know vintage it seemed real vintage he said it was original wood it looked yeah. like it. Yeah, it yeah, really for nice. sure. Mm-hmm. Like when you walked in, when you walked in, you had to go upstairs to the actual spot where it was at. Yeah, and all the whiskey barrels. Was oh all... yeah, there's barrels <laughs> everywhere. I was waiting for like you know that um, Myla Kunis. Mm-hmm. You ever see that commercial when she go like <laughs> when she go and like stamp her name on the shit with a with a thing? Silly. <laughs> 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 oh sh- god. Nah, but um. Uh, give it up to Bodega, yo. He killed that shit. Right? Oh, my God. I had the time of my life. It was so much fun. I was having a blast. Hell, yeah. I couldn't stop dancing. I was like, I know people are like, what this bitch on, yo? I had my... <laughs> I was being so extra. I had my Chinese fan because, I mean, I get hot and I can't let this beat sweat off. So, you know, I had the fan and I'm just dancing and waving like... I ain't care. They should have got up and started dancing too, man. I that mean, some people rocking. did. Some Not people a did. Li- a little bit, a little, little, sh- little two step, real quick. But you know, um, but no, it was a great time. And then two of his homeboys came out. Um, I, I, I don't know both of their names off the top. I just have their ads from Instagram. Well, I know Noel. Noel was playing the trombone. Yeah. 
trombone um and his ad is black power fist and then his friend that was on the trumpet it's at r m a h n a i don't know if that's supposed to be pronounced as a name i'm sorry i yeah. did not mean to butcher your name but that's his ad as well and they um he invited them out and they were doing a set as well but they also just joined in and kind of did like a freestyle jam session with bodega it was so cool yeah I the loved mashup it. the mashup mm-hmm. was nuts man. yes it was really good but, it was amazing um, it, it really was, was. i'm like mad i didn't vibe. invite i'm mad i didn't invite more people like well I we didn't. didn't know we didn't know what we were walking into yeah like we kind of just didn't you don't want to be the person that bring 13 people with you <laughs> and like it was only supposed to be this small event you know yes but i'm gonna put it out there right now um so. bodega you and your friends need to do that more often uh, I <laughs> for <concur>. my enjoyment <laughs> yeah just come to my house like come to my living room and do that like every so often <laughs> but no like i had a bunch of people hitting me up like yo what is this when is this happening again so you guys need to definitely collab more often definitely. and um noel and his friend i know they work under um the guys of the good life philly they put on events and uh zay was talking to noel about his next upcoming event yeah, um, so Good Life Philly, September 29th. Um, that's on a Saturday, so you really ain't got no excuse not to come. Um, <laughs> it's the Good Life Gallery Showcase. It's an art exhibit on rawness. Um, they're hosting local artists and musicians in a non-judgmental space, allowing everyone to be freely and openly express their creativity. And that's kind of the same type of vibe I got at the Wavy Baby. So if we can just carry that same energy into the next one, Right. You're just going to have a great time. And if you missed the Wavy Baby um, or any footage from it, we still got it up on our highlights. So if mm-hmm. you go to my page, that is at Zay James, Z-A-I-J-A-M-E, you can see it on my highlights called Wavy Baby. You can see the exact mashups and everything we're talking about. Uh, you still got it on your page, correct? Yeah, at B-K-N-O-X underscore X. That's my page. Yeah. Um, oh, definitely. where is the um? Where is the Good Life Phillies? Where's oh, that event shit. gonna be? Get your life. I mean, I talked to him briefly. We're gonna update didn't... that. Yeah, okay. we he didn't really give me any concrete stuff, but okay. I will let you guys we can know. Post I will. It on the page. Yeah, we'll post it definitely, definitely. But uh, yeah, if the same energy, we can get that same energy back. Because even when I was talking to uh, homeboy on the horn, he was like, he was like, yo, the vibe in there was just like so dope. He was like, it was just so open. He was like, I really just fed off the energy. And it just Mm -hmm. seems like one thing that I saw, it feels like everybody is so talented, but everybody is just so scared a little bit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everybody needs a little nudge or just a little affirmation. Mm -hmm. So it was dope to be able to like, be like, yo, really express how much we enjoyed ourselves and what each individual person brought to the table. Right. Yeah. Very dope. Very I dope. The, I was the unofficial hype man. Of the night. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I brought. Man, man. I but no, it only... was it was a great time, and the drinks were good too. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, what did you have? You remember what you had? A ginger grant. A ginger grant. Mm-hmm. 
I had I had a hold on. I had an old fashioned, yo, and yeah. I don't know what's in it, yo, but I felt like a straight up gentleman when I drank it. You know, I was drinking it like straight up gentleman. I felt like I had like a handlebar handlebar uh, mustache and shit. Oh, like, God. I just remember you were laughing because I was not. I was laughing. You were getting on me because you bought me a drink and you're like, of course you picked the thirteen dollar drink. I'm yeah. like, yeah, it was the most expensive one. <laughs> That has to be good. <laughs> I just saw ginger. I like ginger drinks. <laughs> nah, ain't no worries. Ain't no worries. But no, it was dope. Dope. Good yeah. drink. That was my first old fashioned. Mm-hmm. It was strong. It was strong. I know. Put that I hair did. on your chest. I don't need that. True. <laughs> you can handle it, though. But now nah, you're like two drinks and you on the Child, dance floor. I had one. <laughs> I had one drink. <laughs> oh, man. I don't even need drinks to dance. I just love dancing. Like, you know me. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's easy to dance when both dang on them ones and twos. Bro. Hell yeah, man. It, it was hot. easy to get down. I know, and it started a little late, so he didn't even get to do his full set. Um, so I was like, damn, I wanted to hear the whole thing. But he didn't even get to finish it out because of time, you know. But so I was yeah, like, and other people I'm a perform. little selfish. I'm like, ooh, at least I ain't missing nothing. <laughs> I feel like we did though because you well know, yeah dude, we did I mean yeah, I didn't did. miss something from his set but yeah we did miss uh, Noel and his homeboy killing it I saw that footage I was like damn we but, didn't really show a lot of the artwork as well that was going that was there they had artwork hanging up mm-hmm. but like I really felt like it lended itself more to like the actual music yeah yeah what guess, were you about to say um I don't know I think that was it yeah so I, good life Philly I was just breathing. <laughs> good life philly september 29th i will update you with more information as it comes yes. um just stay posted i gave you my ad already i hope you wrote it down go follow me right now turn that blue button green nigga. oh my gosh does it turn green is that a thing i think so i thought it just turned white it might why gotta be white though <laughs> Speaking of which, we went to the movies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> segway, segway. All right. Um, so I went to the movies, two dollar Tuesdays. Hey. It's two dollars? Oh no, I'm fucking lying. It's five. Oh, I'm but like, what? Five. But five dollars is awesome too. Yeah. But I said, yo, two? Five dollar Tuesdays at AMC. Um, so I went with Jazz and we saw the movie Blind Spotted. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys uh know about blind spotting, but I didn't I, hear about yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't really know much about it. I saw like a preview. The preview I saw was pretty funny, but it didn't make me like want to see the movie. But then mm-hmm. when Jazz was like, "Let's go to the movies," and she kind of just threw it out there, I was like, "I don't care. It's five dollars. Five dollars. Yeah." So we went, and it's a really good movie. Yeah. Like unexpectedly to go in there unassuming anything. Like it was a really dope movie, and like just chronicled. It really chronicled like a. Uh, a dude on the last couple of days of his probation and like anything that can go wrong went wrong <laughs> <laughs> pretty much right uh yeah i mean i also saw it i saw it uh, yesterday sun well no saturday mm-hmm. um i rushed over after a meeting and luckily i made it on time it's not really showing at many theaters i don't know about you guys but around me it's not i had to go up to upper darby Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily I was already out West Philly, so I rushed over and caught, um, the showing of it. 
but um, I I really enjoyed it as well. I was pretty emotional by the end of the movie. I was like, yeah, I was like trying not to cry um, a few times towards the end. And like there was no one in the theater really. And like, mm. I, I mean, it's 69th Street, so I should know it was going to be ghetto. I mean, it's Philly, so you take the chance of something being ghetto. But like the people, so I went to the studio movie Grill and they like basically serve you. It's like a restaurant. Really? Slash movie theater. That's so like they give you yeah, cool. yeah, it's 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 cool, but it's like a lot. So mm-hmm. um they give you like a menu and I'm like, do you just have fucking popcorn? Like the fuck? So <laughs> <laughs> so they give you like a menu and you push the little button for table service and I've heard some bad things about it, but I think because I went in like early after I mean late afternoon, it was like the service was fast. I just got popcorn, but they had like ribs. They had fucking fajitas. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Like they had ribs with baked beans and coleslaw and shit. Like it Come was like, now. yeah, like damn, I'm smacking and licking up in the theater like. But <laughs> but anyway, I picked the seat all the way in the back. It was literally like five or six of us in the theater, you know, and I was by myself. So I'm in the back. I could tell it was like a manager or somebody else kept sitting in right behind, like the row behind me watching the movie. And mm-hmm. then it was like one of the servers was sitting in there. So they all behind me like, oh, shit. Da, da, da. I'm like, yeah. that? like, you guys, like, go back in the hallway. Like, <laughs> right? oh, my God. So then I'm like, I get like, I didn't want them to see my eyes all glossy and shit. So I'm like, don't look at me. <laughs> and I'm, look, I'm over there trying to sneak my bottle water because you weren't allowed to bring that in. Like, Y'all oh, leave, yo. This popcorn got my mouth thirsty as shit. Like, we be sneaking in alcohol. We be sneaking in like reds. I know, but they were like right there, so I like couldn't even like drink because it's like really strict there. Because I guess because they serve, you know, it's like a yeah. restaurant, so blah blah blah. Anyway, um, back to the movie. So, oh, what I want to say is the thing that okay. So let's already drop this spoiler alert, guys. Like, I'm spoiler sorry. Spoiler alert. Yeah, like we're gonna talk about this movie. So if you don't want it spoiled if you plan on going to see it which you should just turn it off and i think even if you know if you even if you like hear something you it's still worth a watch like i'll still watch it again when you see it again i mean i would see it again but i still at least i still have my initial personal reaction reaction. like Mm -hmm. you know i don't want i don't like going into it with expectations i want my own expectations or my own you know what i'm saying whatever so um my thing is, like you were saying, you know, he had three more days of probation left and all, everything that could go wrong was going wrong. But he also wasn't like, because they were saying in the movie, he also wasn't like stopping himself from being in these situations, really. Not he wasn't putting all. up that, you know what I mean? He wasn't putting up that much of a fight. Mm-hmm. Like, he was just kind of like, I don't want to go there. And then he's just like, all right, I'm going. Like, that, you can go home. You don't got to, yeah. ha- I know that's your best friend, but like, you don't have to go. You don't have to do these things with Miles. I don't. I think they did a real good job of. Um, no, they did because it's realistic. Yeah, you know? they did a real good job of the dynamic of their relationship. Not just because they were friends, but like when they had that that falling out after the the situation at the party and the argument that happened, mm-hmm. and how you can be best friends, black and white. Yeah, you can have all this history, all this experiences with each other. But there's no way each one of you are going to understand right? Understand each other's place or each, each other's viewpoint. Right. And it's kind of like they had to come to a decision of understanding I'm never going to understand. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess we should run it back. So the main character, Colin, he's mm-hmm. the one who's just getting out of jail. <laughs> and largely, I mean, I guess we can't blame Miles for him being in jail, can we? Um, 
I don't know. Miles don't didn't know. really. Miles jumped in, but he didn't like start it, right? Or did yeah. he amp? Did he amp him up? Like I don't really remember. I feel like he the loose cannon. He was the loose cannon in the, the situation. Cannon. Yeah, but I'm saying as far as like. Yeah, because they never showed, like, when the police came and everything. They just showed that he's the one who got locked up. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. <laughs> Fast forward, that when right. that when that came out in this in the show. I know. And, and like, when, when Homeboy was telling his story, complete stranger telling the story. <laughs> yes. That was funny. That was funny. But continue. Continue. That was funny. But, um, yeah, so that's the thing. Like, the whole time, Miles is basically the nigga in the group of the, between them two. You know, he acts like, you know, what you would be classified as acting like a nigga. Mm-hmm. You know, being um, irresponsible, loud, rowdy, reckless. Mm-hmm. And that's when they were having that falling out. That's why he's getting mad because it's like, you know, you can sit here and act like a nigga all you want. And you're still not going to be the one, you know, that's being classified as one or not the one that's being targeted. Exactly. But you're out here acting reckless. And it, I felt like that, that falling out that they had showed that he almost had to overcompensate. Mm-hmm. He felt the need to overcompensate to show how tough he was or how gangsty he was because he felt that when people looked at him, he was just some white boy. Right, especially considering the gentrification happening yeah. in Oakland. Which was like a running theme, like with the running yeah. theme the whole movie. And it got kind of it got kind of annoying for me. Cause it's just like, it did? all right, not annoying, but it was just like, like it kept doing it, kept doing it, and it was just like, all right, I get it, got it. Mm-hmm. Oh, again, got it. Yeah, uh, it didn't I bother it. me. I get it. It didn't bother me that much. I think the way they did it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying to think what else. Oh, and then like, so his Colin's ex girlfriend. What was she like? Indian. She was annoying to me a little bit. <laughs> But what was her but, race? Was she like Indian? I couldn't. I would say so, or Spanish. Like I have no I idea. No, nah, she wasn't Spanish. She was definitely like Indian or Middle Eastern. Um, but you know, when she was braiding his hair and she was saying to him, you know, you should cut your hair. So basically, he was like, "Oh, what? So I don't look like, yeah, you know, like basically." Um, what did he say? I don't remember exactly what he said. It's fresh. It's more fresh on your mind than it is me. But it was something I to the, the extent of, like, she was like, you know, now only if you would just cut this hair. And then he was mm. like, oh, what? So I don't look like, you know, a target, basically. Yeah. And, and he, she was like, she was like, oh, no, I didn't mean that. And it's like, yeah. well, yes, she did. You know, you're basically telling me that I need to look a certain way so that I'm not, you know, targeted by it, the police. or look, I don't look like a criminal because my hair is long <laughs> yeah and he was so attached to his hair like it was almost like he didn't want to cut his hair just out of defiance and i'm not saying he should have cut his hair but i think the movie did a good job in explaining the way in which people lead with their perception of other people or the stereotypes and how we bend and and either mold to those stereotypes or outright like deny them you get what i'm saying like so he acknowledged that people see him with long hair and that he looks like he's a quote unquote gangster up to no good. Mm-hmm. But he also, he also, that was the reason why he chose to keep his hair long. You know, what about that one scene? Like, you know, I did get on my phone for a moment, so I got a little distracted. Uh, you're what one about of those that? Uh, yeah. What about, um, that one scene when they were, cause they were, they're movers in the movie. So that's their job. Um, they go around moving people's stuff out of their house so what about the one when they were moving that guy's stuff and he had them like stop and like 
meditate or something and like stare yeah. at each other's eyes. What was that about? I like caught like that kind of late. I think that was like the. Yo, now that I think about that, it's good that you brought that up because now I didn't even dive into that. I thought it was. Now that I look at it, it was definitely something. You know, I don't. I think he was trying to get them to look at each other. Like, and, and like, really, because that came before they're falling out. Mm-hmm. Way you before. know? Yeah, mm-hmm. way before. And, yeah, I don't know. I think it was funny. But there's something else with Yeah, that. there's something else. I, I got to revisit that. Um, We'll leave it up to the people that are going to go see it after this podcast. Tell me what y'all think about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think he was just... um. It was a, it was an attempt at comedy, but at the same time, it was a it was a their first time being opposite of each other. Yeah, true. And and really staring at each other, and like that could have been a moment where they had a quote unquote breakthrough, but they mm-hmm. didn't take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Everything turned into laughs and jokes after a while, but there was a whole bunch of stuff not getting said. Well, we're leaving out a major part that happened even What's before that? that part. The part What's where that? he saw the cop gun down that dude. Yeah, yeah, and how that fucked with him. Well, yeah, first of all, I thought the cop was going to shoot him, too. Oh, I didn't think that. Just for being a witness. I was like, shit, it's going to happen. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I didn't know what to think. I was just like, shit, like, you know, you weren't expecting that. Mm. He was, he was, um, he had, his curfew was 11 o'clock, so, you know, he was still on probation at the halfway house. Curfew mm. was 11 o'clock. He's driving the moving truck. I guess his ex-girlfriend let him use the moving truck as transportation. Yeah. <laughs> so he's driving the moving truck home, and he's stuck at this extended red light. Waiting, 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 waiting. And then all of a sudden, this guy runs across. This black guy runs across. They make eye contact. Yeah, he stops at the hood of the car, like, makes eye contact. Then he keeps running away. Then you see the cops come behind and the cops yelling, you know, stop, stop, whatever. And then puts four bullets in him. And the whole Which was a, hold on, which was a good shot because the way the camera hit that joint, he saw the dude get shot in his rear view mirror on the side of his truck. That's just a good camera shot. That was a good angle. Yeah. Keep going. But um, the whole time, you know, he's still at this light. And then the the cop is like, that's the, the, like the cop right there in front of him mm-hmm. just shot him like that. And then he looks over at him. And then um, the other cops came up. That's why I didn't know what was going to happen because the other cops came up, too. That's why I was like, oh, my God, he's a witness. So uh, and they just banged on his truck and telling him, like, go move. Get out of here. But, you know, and then he was telling people, he told his friend Miles and his girl, you know, I saw I saw a nigga get shot, you know, da 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 And then, you know, his girl was like, are you okay? And then he's just like, yeah, I'm fine. It's like, no, you're not. And his boy he, ain't never asked. He didn't ask. You're right. His boy never asked. There's a lot of, it, that, it, it's a very interesting play. But yeah, because you can see that because, right, because, you know, her as a black woman, knowing about this stuff, you know, she's asking, are you okay? Mm-hmm. You know, just because we know th- that feeling that we have within the community that we all are feeling right now with that going on. And you're right, Miles, his white best friend didn't even think to ask anything about it because he just, that's not his reality. Was blind to it. Hence yeah. blind spotting. Right. Hence blind spotting. Everybody yes. has these, these, these blockers on when it comes to other people's realities, yo. Mm-hmm. And, I think the best you can do is at least acknowledge. Right. I didn't say um, Miles's girl is black. I didn't throw that mm-hmm. in. Um, mm-hmm. And then um, with Colin's mom <laughs> saying yeah. for, to give that uh, how to talk to your kids about the cops pamphlet to her son. 
Or to to Miles's son, who's biracial. Um, Which so is that. very important. Like you got to think about that. You're not you're you're, you're raising a biracial son, but if mm-hmm. we're leading with perceptions as we all do, mm-hmm. you know, that is a little black boy that's going to have to know how to act appropriately. Right, and that boy look black. <laughs> right, he, look, he look biracial, but he look black. <laughs> did you peep? Did you peep how how um, Miles Miles mm-hmm. the white the white father mm-hmm. was always telling his son to be a tough guy. Yeah, I was like, chill. Like, yeah, yeah, but that was the thing because that's not his reality. He felt mm-hmm. he needed to be a tough guy because he's white in the mm-hmm. middle of Oakland. You know what I'm saying? He felt like he always had to prove himself, so he's not thinking about another ethnicity's reality. Right. That exactly. acting like a tough guy get you can really get you fucked up. Yeah, seriously. You know. Right. Um. So then back to after Colin witnessed that. And I'm just surprised. Like, I thought something else was going to come with that. Like, they were going to call him in or something, try to yeah. trace him back to the moving company. Well, he was kind of like, because I guess you would think to come forward. But he was like, man, I'm a felon. I'm a felon on probation. No, definitely. I just meant, no, yeah. the, I thought the cops would have called him in. Yeah, but maybe that's just a plot loophole. Anyway. Um, but then, yeah, he started having the nightmares. Wasn't he already having nightmares before that? Or did the nightmare start I don't think after so. That? I think they started there. Okay. I think they started after that. Because I thought, was that initial scene with him in the courtroom, was that a real one? That wasn't a nightmare? The initial scene with him in the courtroom, like what they like kind of opened the movie up with, mm-hmm. that, was, that wasn't a nightmare. Oh, okay. That was literally him getting put on probation. Okay. Um, then they fast forward to three days left. Okay. Um. <laughs> that so, scene yeah. with homeboy, that that, that Uber driver, bro, Yo, that Lyft driver, he was hilarious, bro. Fucking hydraulics. <laughs> Yo, what was that? What was that? Fucking what was that? A caddy? Yeah. What kind of so. car is that? This gentleman was sitting on what forties? Like, what are you doing? I have no idea. I'm horrible with that stuff. Like the the, the rims were huge. Like it was humongous. He was like, "Yeah, I'm an Uber driver too. Like, stop playing. Said, this shit, an Uber." <laughs> All them guns in the car. Like huh? homeboy, like homeboy Miles had no regards for his man's probation. Like probation. he had all them guns on him. Oh, and then what I thought was crazy when they snuck when uh homeboy Miles got the the gun, and then they came out and his young and had the gun in his hand. Like you literally got into an argument with your man because he wouldn't take the rap for you with but, your wife. Yeah, after but the he just bigger. took your rap. Yeah. <laughs> The bigger thing, like you're literally not acknowledging that you probably shouldn't have had a gun in the house. Or that your kid almost died. Very like true. literally, my heart stopped. Everybody in the theater, we were all like, <gasps> like such a everybody, yo, oh my God, yeah. when he turned into his face, everybody was like, oh my God. That's, that was the first time I almost cried because I could feel her. Like she was panicking. I was like, I would have been the same way. I mean, God, I've never in that situation. How all of them, yeah, how but, all of them were just like, you don't want to rush it. Don't rush him. Yeah, it was but just it's fuck. Like, and then he's just standing like, put it the fuck down. Like, yeah, yeah. He yeah. all turning it, put it in his face. I'm like, yo, this little boy, oh my god, put it down. <sighs> but yeah, he was like so mad that Colin wouldn't say it was his, and it's like, yeah. how about you? Should he been telling me get rid of it though? Like, like he's I, he's, he he told him, yeah he told him he didn't want to have guns around him. Period. He's been telling him to get rid of that gun. He's been asking like, why do you even have it in the first place? Been saying that to him, mm-hmm. and he won't take the rap. Um, and he ended up firing the gun. Oh my god! I know at the party. Yeah, at the party. 
You know, there was a lot of um And I say ain't nobody that drunk. They just got this, so Yeah, right. There was like uh there was a lot of incidences with uh Colin that would just make you mad because it's just like, bro, you know better. Like, bro, like, come on, take take control of yeah. the situation. Take yeah. control of yourself. Like, bro, like... I mean, that's what his ex was saying, too, though. Like, you never take control. You always just let things happen around you and blame it on something else. Yeah. Yeah, no accountability. Because that was getting annoying. Yeah, a little bit. That was but, getting annoying. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit. But um, back to, like, um, when he ended up shooting off the gun, they had went to this party after his girl, after Miles' girl kicked him out for having the gun in the house. Mm-hmm. And they end up going to some random ass party. I don't know what intel he got about that party when he didn't mm-hmm. know it was a hipster party. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what what were you looking at? And he was so angry about hipster life, yo. Yeah, and it's like, and you go right to a hipster party. <laughs> but um, that was that was pretty. It, it was funny for a little while until it <laughs> turned very quickly. Um, but um, like the guy wouldn't let them. Because, you know, it would be all, like, because there's, like, three black people there, I guess. Uh, Colin, and then he saw one girl he knew, and then she had a friend with her. And, you know, the guy hosting the party, he was being all, what up? Da-da-da-da, yeah, man. You know, go get some, <laughs> go get some drink. There's some more drink in the kitchen. Well, I gotta be drank. Like, you yeah. say there's drinks. Like, we are all very well-spoken. Like, none of them were talking Ebonics. And they were all talking proper English. <laughs> I, I like, mean, the running three through the movie is he just couldn't stand that hipster. Uh, Miles. Miles well, just yeah, couldn't yeah. stand it. He no, was the I one that was pointing host. out. Yo, I would say the host. Was, you know what's interesting? Like what? I know. You know what's interesting? My uh, Miles was the one pointing out the gentrification more than anybody in that movie. Yeah, yeah. He was more bothered by it. And I think that might have just been his uh, but amplified, that also- amplified reaction trying to be down or trying to no, that yeah on. that makes sense because remember like i don't know if they s- oh no because it happened at the party because remember collins the, his homegirl the, the the guy with yeah, her, his he thought that miles was he thought miles was one of the hipsters and so i think i guess that's why he's pointing it out so much because he's the one who's going to be confused or mistaken well he's one blind these- to his own he's blind to his own right uh his own trying to be down type shit. Even though it's, no, exactly, it's very right. much authentic. It's very much right. authentic. If you grow up in the environment, you're probably right. going to pick up some things that you're around. But right. he was blind to his own participation in the very shit that he kept pointing out. Mm-hmm. And in that sense, he probably felt like a hypocrite. In that sense, he probably felt like he had more to prove. Right. You know? Right. And then, um, too, about the fucking... <laughs> the guy who was hosting the party when he wouldn't let them put their drink down on the fucking tree stump table yeah and he's like no no no, no. that's a hundred and whatever year old oakland redwood oakland, oakland redwood they count the rings on it da, 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 da. and they're like uh, the fuck like are you fucking kidding me like right so then anyway off of that scene it ended badly basically um you know the 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 friend of the friend he was calling Miles basically a fake ass, like saying that why, like why are you pretending to act like you down, like just be yourself. Like he basically thought he was one of the little yuppies, and Miles just flipped the fuck out because you know I guess he's mm-hmm. like it's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and he started, and they get into a fight. Fight ensues, and this is point out. This is the last day of Colin's probation. Yeah. 
the last day. Fight ensues, and you can tell my you can tell Miles can handle this fight. You know, what I mean, he ends up handling the fight pretty readily, but he was mad that homeboy ain't jump in. Was he? He he kinda because when they got into the argument after, he was like, "I've had your back mad times." Oh, okay. You know, and they got that's when they had their blow up, their blow the blow up between them. And he's like, I had your back mad times, this, that, and the third. And yeah. it was almost like, because he always had a problem with his with his ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he I always don't had know an issue. why he's... Because if you, if you peep, um, he was the only one visiting him. I know, and, but it yeah. was like, I know, but it was like, you riding a little hard. Like, calm down. Calm down. Like, mm-hmm. you know but what I mean? But he kind of held that over him. He held that, like, yo, I was the only one to put it on the books. No, like, I know. bro, yeah. you had something to do with it. And that's yeah, what she exactly. had said. She had said he he saw you. He came and saw you in jail all the time, every week, because he felt guilty. That is a guilty uh, visit, right? And yeah, they had that spat out, and that's when uh, Colin was like, "Say nigga," right? (laughs) He said, "Say nigga," Mm -hmm. and then uh, Miles can tell where he was going. He was just like, "That's BS." He was like, "Then why is it cool for me to say it around you? If you can't Mm -hmm. even say it, why is it cool?" Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, they, if you say you got a problem with it, but yeah, yeah, I get it. I get yeah, it. he said he had a problem with the word nigga, but it's cool for me to call it for to me call you a nigga to call you a nigga because that is your right of acceptance. Mm-hmm. You feel like you belong if I if I'm able to call you nigga, right? That was, I was like, yo, dog, if you don't toss that motherfucking gun, oh my god, yo! First of all, why do you even? I knew he took the gun away from him, but. Why do you even still have it? Oh God! Yeah, that was that is annoying part. That that's a very annoying part. Those are one of the parts that was annoying to me because it's just like, bro, take take control of your situation. Right. Bro. Like I was reading some reviews on. Uh, I looked at Rotten Tomatoes and I didn't. They're just like the professional critics. I wanted to see regular people, mm-hmm. so I went on Reddit and they had a nice thread on there. And somebody was saying that you know, Colin, maybe he was just so worked up from the fight, he just didn't even. Wasn't even thinking that he had the gun on him. I know. I that. said maybe, yeah, yeah but I don't of course, know. I mean, that's the felon. reason. Like, that's... that's the reason. But yo, you have a lot of things you're juggling, bro. You know yeah. that is your last day. You know your homeboy just shot a gun. Yeah. And now you're walking down. You ain't even take the alley. You look like he's on Main Street. <laughs> really though, that's why I was like, at least empty out the bullets and give it back to him. Toss it. I don't know, but like, come on, yo. Yeah, but that part, uh, the cops was rolling down, bust mm. that U-turn, shine the light on him. I guess he was, the looking, light. he was looking for somebody. He was probably yeah. looking, they probably heard gunshots. Yeah, but no, I think they were looking for someone because they shined a light on him and they realized it wasn't, that wasn't the person they were looking for. It was a white dude. They probably had, oh yeah, they maybe, yeah. yeah. Oh, Miles. they might have been looking for Miles, you're right. Yeah, um, they might have been looking. But, oh, uh, that probably felt so bad because he probably like shitted himself. Like he was just so scared. I felt so bad. He started crying. I, I thought like, he was oh, done, yo. I thought he was a goner. Yeah, but that's some real shit though that black men in America have to go through. You know, the cops stopping them. You know, making you feel like you're guilty of something. You know, you didn't do anything. And just to have that fear. I mean, especially him because there was his last day of probation and he had a fucking gun on him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. The gun so, he was he was questioning the whole movie. Yeah, the whole time. Right. And now he has it on him. Mm. And um, just when he broke down after that, I felt so bad for him. Um, you but, know what I liked? You know what I liked that we're leaving out? That's a big part of this movie. I, I Maybe I was getting to it. I don't know. 
the rapping. The rapping. Yeah, no, I was, about to, rapping, start, I was about to start touching on that next. Movie. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I like that the random freestyling throughout the movie and yeah. trying to trying to get it, trying to get his wording together. Yeah, yeah. So trying like, to figure um, it out. <laughs> which I explained a little bit. Uh, yeah, we're we're letting a lot out of the bag with this movie, but it's still worth a watch. Still worth a watch. Let me just throw that out there. But um, throughout the entire movie, they would just kind of freestyle back and forth. And I, I identify with this because me and my friends used to do this growing up mm-hmm. where like you would just say a bar or whatever. And then the next person will come with the next bar and you might just be going through your day. Like we might be just doing it at work mm-hmm. just like they were. Mm-hmm. So the, the the theme throughout the movie was just them rapping mm-hmm. and well, trying to make so stuff him. work. You, Miles, Miles, so Miles threw in a few here and there, but it was mainly Colin. Yeah, to just like sort it out in his head. Yo, I like Miles' character though because the way they made it that he can sell, like how good. Yo, that part. I mad I didn't pull my phone out to record that part <laughs> when he was selling that boat. Yeah. Oh my god, that part was. The yeah, best. it was so perfect. It that was, was so definitely perfect. a highlight. That the was salon hilarious. part, the one in the salon oh, yeah. was funny. With, um, Tisha Campbell. Yeah, that was a good cameo. That cracked me up. She said, who let this white boy up in my salon? Right. But she going to clack that little flat iron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but no, that was funny. Like, he was able to sell anything. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, the rapping. The rapping throughout the joint made it fun. Like, like made it fun. But it also heightened it at the end. Oh, my God. He busted out just fucking freestyle and crazy out of nowhere because don't don't even let's not give the end. We gave a lot of the movie. Can't give the end. Can't give the end. Okay. We'll we'll just we'll we'll put it like this. Okay. The end is the best part of the movie. Yeah. And let's not give that up. Let's not give that up. Okay. We'll talk about it after. (laughs) This all right, but I'll give you this much. No, bars, none of it. no, just bars. Straight okay. bars come at the end. Straight bars come. Out. I'm not gonna tell you in which of how they come about, but okay. there is a performance at the end of that movie that is that needs to be nominated for something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> you want to give it you up? Count the rings of the fucking redwood. Did you <laughs> count his rings? I'm. <sighs> I can't. I'm. Uh, I want to get the monologue. I want to get the the. I want to get the monologue. I want to read it because, I like, know. even when I'm listening, like when it's happening in real time, I was like, all right, I didn't catch those two bars because I'm still reacting to the mm-hmm. yeah, the, last bar, the, so the bar many. I just heard. Yeah, but I know he just said some shit that I missed. You know, and it was long. It was insightful. The the word play on it. I'm a, I'm a fan of lyricism. Mm-hmm. Lyricism. The wordplay on it was crazy. The content was crazy. Everything was spot on. Like he kind of just explained the entire anything they were looking for, anything they were looking to get across with that movie happens in the last ten minutes. Yeah. Nah. Go <sighs> see right. that. Go yeah. see that. Definitely go see blind, blind spotting. Blind spotting. Blind <laughs> spotting. But it's it's it also is a really fun movie at the same time. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like a real quick day-to-day, kind of like a Friday mm-hmm. vibe. Like, yeah, yeah. You know sure. what I mean? It's like one of those movies that you could watch over and over again. Um, but it's definitely way deeper than Friday. <laughs> you know what's funny? And like, when but, I tell, when I've been telling people about it this past week, they mm-hmm. they keep asking who's in it. I'm like, I don't know. I don't no, know. Yeah, none they're, of these they're not, they're, they're new. But they these, did a great job. They did awesome. I feel like the white guy, I feel like Miles, the guy who played the white guy, 
I feel like I've seen him before, but I don't. You know, know. what? He took me. Somebody said he looks like G Easy, but <laughs> he took me a second to really get like comfortable with his character because he reminds me too much of Tommy off of Power. Like I feel okay, like he I don't, watched. I, don't watch too, Power I know like you don't that. watch Power, but yeah. like I feel like he watches Power. And <laughs> it seemed like you know it was a little too much of his influence, but after a while, you know. I, or that might just be my own, you know, biases because I watched that show. But well, um, he had a grill on. That that, that kind of uh, pisses you off. Uh, Somebody just walks they, around with a grill the whole they time. They said that rusty ass grill in your mouth. Right. <laughs> you kept taking it out, putting it back in. Yeah. Every time I finish a job, gonna put it back in. That like, was dope. Like out. it's funny after that fight that they had. Like he didn't even feel comfortable wearing that shit. You saw him take it out in the truck. trying to think i don't know that might be it go see blind spotting go see blind spotting i might accidentally say something (laughs) yeah yeah we don't want to we gave up a lot but we didn't at the same time yeah we did it there's a lot of like little nuances you'll come across and you'll be able to make your own own uh assumptions or make your own whatever that word is i don't even know what i'm talking about (laughs) 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 whatever that word is man i'm fumbling Listen, yo, I'm going to let y'all know right now. We hot, okay? We cannot record with no air on, no fans. Like This niggas, is all for y'all. We try and make sure the quality is good. Like, our brains are foggy. I'm, I mean, I love summer, but summer ain't for recording, man. <laughs> summer been muggy. Summer been nothing but rain. Man, so I don't know about Jersey, forest. but this punk-ass weather over in Philly, yo, it's been raining at night. And then we just have the humidity all day. <laughs> like, <laughs> the fuck? Like, can we get the rain during the day at least? Cool yeah, it right. down cool a little bit. Off. Yeah, we just get the after effect. Oh, hmm. oh, I got something. What? Your homegirl. Who? The number one fan of this podcast. Yo, oh, we got shout her out. Yeah, we got shout her out, yo. That is one of my childhood besties. Hey. Hey, girl. What's up? Thank you so much for yeah. listening and providing consistent feedback. I appreciate you so, Michelle. Love you, girl. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate you. I never met you. I just started following you on, on uh, IG, but... Brit screenshots, the communication you guys have and the feedback you give is is A1, A1 feedback. And we definitely have been listening. And we're actually going to talk a little bit about one of the things you wanted us to speak on. Oh, yeah. I guess yeah. That, that definitely ties into blind spotting, too. Definitely. Definitely. So we've all seen this recently, the uptick in being black on a random day. That used to be a joke. It used to be a joke like, oh, what do you get arrested for? Being black on a Tuesday. Everybody laugh. It's actually happening, yo. Right. It's happening. We're seeing it at the pool. We're seeing kids trying to sell water. And it seems like every other day you're finding something. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Depressing. (laughs) Sorry, I just got sad. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, let's not make it sad, but like this is important to talk about because I don't blame the individual who's doing it. You know, the, the, the white person who's calling the cops. I really think they are a symptom to the bigger problem. What? The bigger problem is they see... I mean, I guess I do blame the people. I'm about, Let me not you go see that my, far. You see my I'm face. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, like... you was ready to go. You was ready to go. Come on. <laughs> I don't have notes for this. We usually got notes. I'm, I'm sorting this out as we go. Okay. But the bigger problem is they see... The running narrative is the cops get called someone black gets in trouble or worst case scenario gets killed 
Well, yeah, so, at this point, they're using it as a weapon. Yeah, they're weaponizing them, the police call. Instead of them hurting us, literally, you know, taking matters in their own hands, they're like, all right, well, I'm just called the cops. You know, they can do it for me. And it's also like, you know, they, they, if you talk to these people individually, they're probably saying, they'll probably be like, oh, well, if you're not breaking the wall, it's no problem. Or, or you know what I'm saying? You'll get mm-hmm. these, these very, these very generic responses or whatever. But if your first go to for something that's just arbitrary right. is to call the police, you're literally dangling that in front of us because you know, you know our reaction to it. You know, that there is a fear that comes with that. Right. So you can, it, it's a power move. It's right. a, oh, I'm going to call the cops. Right. <laughs> you want to stay here? Mm-hmm. Yo, bottom line, I had it happen. I had it happen at the basketball court maybe really? like two weeks ago. Yeah. What happened? Well, the cops didn't come, but mm-hmm. there was a, a group of group of white kids. I was on a team, and one of the kids that was playing was playing against this, this black dude, and they got into a physical kind of shoving match i think i think the white dude plays a little dirty mm-hmm. and he also pops shit though because this is not the first altercation from what i hear they get into altercations all the time so it ended up happening boiled over and now you you playing a basketball game so it gets physical sometimes so boiled over and the dude the black dude responded and you put him in like a headlock mm. or whatever didn't throw no hands mm-hmm. so the whole time, this happened for like a couple, throughout a couple games. And I got to a point where I was talking to the dude on my team. I don't know none of these cats like that. I'm talking to the white dude on my team. I'm like, yo, you, you are feeding into this though. You're like you're, you're, you're throwing flame because he wouldn't stop talking. They're, they keep going back and forth mm-hmm. and they keep like, so you can't act impartial. Like if you're throwing an elbow, right. stop throwing an elbow. But if you're throwing an elbow and you're talking on top of that, there's consequences mm-hmm. to shit. And somebody's right. not going to take be likely to that. Right. right? So then the game ends and the white dude's like, are you staying here to the dude that choked him? Because he's about to get on his phone and call the cops. <laughs> because he got put into a headlock. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I turned to his brother. Now his brother can ball. I'm cool with his brother a little bit because we mm-hmm. played against each other in the tournament. I was like, is your brother serious right now? I thought he might have been joking. His brother was like, Yo, I don't even know. And I look at his brother. I'm like, yeah, bro, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what 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 exactly are you doing? He turned to me, you said, Well, did you just get assaulted? I, I'm like, yo, you like you literally fed it. Yeah, you might have got assaulted. Are you hurt? That's what I said to him. I said, Are you hurt? Like you played like you played like two games after that. Like, are you are you hurt? <laughs> no. He he wasn't hurt. He didn't even like say nothing to me, but you can tell he he asked you, Are you still staying here? That he was about to call the cops. And it's just another instance of like I don't know. Like, we're just supposed to be like, oh, don't do that. Don't do that. I mean, I think it was just the fact that he was just trying to get one up on him. Like, oh, all right. Like, because he was intimidated or whatever the case may have been. So Mm -hmm. he knows how he can get him. You know, let me call the cops. That's the ultimate intimidation right now. I I guess what we're talking about, though, like he was intimidated. He might have right to be intimidated because it was actually physical stuff. We're seeing people that have no right. That's him trying to just get the last jab, you know. He knows that he mm. ain't going to be able to fight him or nothing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He still was just salty about it, so I'm going to call the cops on you. Like you said, like, it's just like that, that's their weapon. Let me call the cops. Let me call the cops because, and but you know, Cause we, be the same flip people. Flip it around. Would, would homeboy been able to call the cops? Please, no. It's another instance of blind spotting because I bet you if you talk to some of these people that are calling the cops, 
they wouldn't even acknowledge that there was a uh, discrepancy between the way cops treat black people and cops treat white people. But at the same time, if mm-hmm. that's the quickest thing. If you know you get the quickest reaction or you can get your way, if I threaten you with with dialing 911, mm-hmm. you're using it to your advantage when you can. You're being uh, advantageous about it, you know? Right. It's scary. Right. But no, what um, my friend was writing to me about was just like basically us speaking on how to protect your peace and your mental state of mind right now in this climate that we're living in. Um, what do you and, think? I mean, honestly, it's like it's more of the same that's already happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So really, and it's hard to really even say because we all don't live in the same places. You know, mm-hmm. there's some of us that live solely around nothing but white people. And I can imagine that's way more stressful than, say, me living in Philadelphia surrounded by black people. Mm. You know what I mean? So, like, it's hard for me to really say how uh, to uh, not let it affect you. I mean, really, mm-hmm. I just, I mean, as messed up as it sounds, I do not i try not to watch too much well that's what i was about to say i think do you think it's a matter of like a uptick of just being shown these things yeah and yeah definitely and it's like i feel bad for not knowing about a situation going on you know what i mean because it's like you want to be in the loop but at the same time you know if you just keep on because i i I follow this one page on instagram and that's all he posts and sometimes i have to just skip by i can't even watch it because i know it's just gonna you know get me worked up and i feel bad because you know what i mean it's like i want i want this person's story i want you know i want to know it but at the Mm. same time it's gonna stress me out (laughs) yeah i think i I think there's definitely just an influx of the information we're receiving and we gravitate towards the bad stuff you know like you're not going to see a heartfelt piece all the time on the news you're usually going to see the most most uh horrifying piece well More yeah but i'm but i'm saying too is the fact that there's just so many of these stories every day coming out where people are being followed you know racial slurs thrown at them they're being killed they're being harassed they're being hurt you know and uh um, how much do you think like do you think it's an influx of those actions or do you think it is actions that go on anyway but now we just have the technology to spread it out i think it's both you think it's both i think it's a a combination i don't think it needs to be either one or the other i think it's a combination yeah i think it's yeah but i think too that we need to start speaking to our elders because this is the same shit that they went through very true back in the 50s and 60s and we need to see how they dealt with it because you know, they I feel like they had it even worse than us and just see how they were able to just go throughout their day to day. But also, too, I think um, I don't want to say that they if they were more passive back then and were a little bit more loud and rowdy and rebellious. I don't um, think so. That's what go I'm ahead, saying. I don't want to. Yeah, I'm saying I don't want to say that. But um, I know also our culture is definitely different now. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I guess we just need to start speaking with the older generation and seeing, you know, how they used to deal with things. Cause I don't really, I don't really have an answer on how to, you know what I think? I think the older generation 
older generation had remembers of time where we weren't fighting as much for I don't know. I feel like there's a difference. There was some of the older generation that really didn't care for being incorporated or accepted. And they Mm -hmm. did a lot of things like they were more united together. Like, all right, we black, you black, Mm -hmm. we together. We have a I feel like we have a lot more sex now. We have a lot more different like just within the culture. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, I feel like there was a more unity Uh, thing. Yeah, there was more unity within the mm-hmm. black community of I, how to deal with these things. And that's right. strength. That's strength. At the I end of the day. think um, what I was saying when I didn't mean as impassive, but what I meant to say was like, excuse me, um, like basically, you know, they still had segregation going on and they had these types of rules that they had to follow. Like, Oh, you're not allowed to go in there and this and that. And you know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. couldn't use this bathroom. You could only go to this place at this certain hours so, like, we don't have that type of stuff going on right now. Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, I feel like it's different. Like, we don't necessarily have to follow these types of rules. So, I don't know if it's the same type of uh, mindset. But, I mean, there's still a, a hell of a lot of similarities. There's a viewpoint. There's a viewpoint that um, desegregation was probably worse for the black community. Oh, yeah. I've, I've definitely heard about that. You know? That. Yeah. Um. I saw I saw a post and I don't know you might have sent it to me. It was like we had we had our own movie theaters, we had anything going on. And then Martin Luther King had to mess it up. <laughs> no, I didn't send you that. <laughs> like, we had our own shit, right? We had our own shit, but like I think I don't know. I think um, somewhere along the point, the fight for equality kind of get blurred because you'll have black folks that just think everything is equal and don't even acknowledge that there is discrepancies or. You know, and then you'll have black folks that go pull the opposite that there's no accountability on their personal selves, mm-hmm. you know, and everything is blamed on on supremacy. Right. But back to what she was asking us, how to protect your peace and just your mental health during these times. I, I don't I don't know. You know, I feel like we're all kind of a little traumatized right now. Mm-hmm. Um, as I mean. Me personally, like like I was saying, I just try not to get too engulfed into watching or keeping up with all of the reports of racism and abuse Um, Mm -hmm. and just try to focus on my day to day and just, you know, um, what I need to do to just better myself and not um, try to really not think that that's what because honestly i mean there are there's plenty of love out here in the world and just not assume that people are thinking of being um discriminatory or anything like that when i'm around certain people i mean if they want to think that way that's fine but i just don't assume that when i'm around other races but like i said before you know my viewpoint is very very different from other people i live in a predominantly black neighborhood Uh, Where I work, there's plenty of black people. If I'm on public transportation, it's full of black people. Philly's a very black city. Yeah, so that's that's what I'm saying. So that's why I'm like, it's really hard for me to truly give any type of advice about this because I think I, I can take that's a not shot. My, I can yeah, take a stab at it. We actually went to a, a farmer's market, yo, and there was some. There's, there's an old white lady gave me the craziest look when I pulled in. It was just like you're not supposed to be here, and I think if you're in those situations, 
um, you kind of just got to be unbothered. You got to be unapologetically fine in within those incidences. You know what I mean? Give them a look right back. You know, I feel like the if you act uncomfortable in certain situations, they won. <laughs> you know, yeah. that person won. But to answer her question, you know, how do you protect your peace? I think you protect your peace by doing just that. Like, I think a lot of times we give way too much energy to other people. We let other things or events dictate our moods too much. And I understand things can affect you, but like you have to actively. It's not something that you cultivate once and it stays there forever. You have to actively protect your energy. You have to acknowledge when your energy is under attack or your mind state is under attack and and get out of that situation. So whether that's scrolling through your timeline, hey, watch who you follow. Mm-hmm. Can't be looking at these things all the time. You know what I'm saying? You can't be scrolling down. You can't be trying to actively find these things too. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like a lot of times we go and seek out the things that that trigger us. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to protect your mind state like like a freaking warrior from a, a warrior from a Black Panther. What is that shit? <laughs> what? What is that shit? What was that shit? The made the made up shit. What? Black Panther. Oh. The city in Black Panther. What was it? Oh, Wakanda. Yeah, you got to protect your shit like a Wakandian warrior, bro. <laughs> you know, that's the only thing you really have control of is is your reaction I, to things. I know, but I was just thinking, too, like, it just sucks that, you know, you have to think of, like, well, let me not act, you know, too intimidating. Let me act, you know, show that I'm a polite person. Let me do this. Let me do that. And it's just like, oh, fuck. It's fucking it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah, it's exhausting. But I think that's. That's kind of always been what that's what that's it's always, always. I mean, that's be. being black. Yeah, yeah that's being, being black, black here. <laughs> we have to. Well, there was a point where we said this back in the um, the new black renaissance episode one. Mm-hmm. There was a point where we had to fight to be considered human. Right. We still have to fight to be considered human. Like we yeah. still have to. You know, there was a girl I saw one of the videos, and there was a girl that was sitting and eating on her college campus that she works at during the summertime and somebody called the cops somebody from the staff called the cops she works there she teaches there during the summertime wow. and it was just like i feel like we've always been in a spot where we just have to explain our existence we have to be ready to explain our existence at all times. why are you here why are you asking right you know seriously so that's i mean i know like I just always want to be around my own. <laughs> I I mean, I know that's not an option for everyone, but yeah, being a um, super duper minority is not what's up right now at all. Yeah. I feel like you, I feel like it's balanced because you always want to be around your own, but you also have to practice how to be around other people Oh no, definitely. But I mean, like, I don't want to move back to Iowa. Like, that's what I mean. Like, to do that? No, but that's what I'm saying. (laughs) No offense, Iowa. I've never been there. I mean, that's where I was born. I can talk all the shit I want. Like, I'm just saying, like, I don't want to be somewhere where it's like literally there's like three black people in town. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean. But I know that's not an option for everyone. But yeah, you know, 
I want to see what it's like. Me and Jazz talk about that a lot. Wow. Um, just what it's like living in a place where everyone looks like you. <laughs> Meaning, like, just living in a black country. Or, or oh. you know. If you like, <laughs> I thought you were like the hood. I'm like, <laughs> no. Yeah, <laughs> There's also some that's different. Yeah, that's different. That's different. Oh, you mean just like maybe in the Caribbean or something? Yeah, Caribbean or, you know, she really wants to go to Ghana. She keeps bringing up Ghana and Mm -hmm. wants to check out Ghana. But like, yeah, I got a little glimpse of that when I was in the DR. You can kind of just feel at ease. I don't know why. Like, you just kind of feel like, huh? Well, yeah, I felt that in the Bahamas. But I'm in the vacation. Again, that's vacation mode, you know? Yeah. Um, But yeah, I... I wonder what type of I wonder like what type of baggage we're carrying unconsciously all the time when we overexpose ourselves to these incidences like what that does to our psyche mm-hmm. like what that does like how are we carrying that like is that is that shaving <laughs> shaving years off our lives yeah, and mean, stress about it it's like post traumatic it's like definitely you know? definitely I'm are you scared of the cops. When you see the cops, you scared? Um, not me personally, but I guess it would depend on the situation where I'm when I'm seeing the cops. Like what's going on, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm scared. I'm on edge, though. You should be. I'm on edge. Like. That's what I'm saying. What do you mean? Like, if you're getting pulled over, you just see them in the store? Well, like, yeah. Like, like if you're getting pulled over, do you think there's, like, do you feel that there is a different protocol we have to follow? Uh, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I usually try to just make sure that my ID is, like, just right. Like, I, I sometimes, try to get that shit up quick. I usually, like, sometimes, even I even move it to, I haven't gotten pulled over, thank God, in a very long time, especially not since all this has happened. I haven't gotten pulled over since 2012, but, or 11, but um, I, sometimes I'll just, if I'm thinking about it, I'll just move my ID to, like, the front pocket of my purse, so I won't even have to, like, dig around, and yeah, not that they would probably wouldn't even think I'm a threat, but just to make it easier, I sometimes just move it, you know, so all I gotta do is just reach over and pluck it out. Mm. I usually like if I know I'm getting pulled over, you know, they take a little time. They probably run your plate, see what's going on before they actually come to the car. In that little bit of time, I'll reach over and grab and get all my paperwork together, sit it on my lap. So when he comes to the car, right. sees the stuff's on my lap and he sees both of my hands is on the steering wheel. Like, it's a shame. It's something. Uh, I remember we got pulled over and we was uh, Brandon. We got pulled over and his legs bubble. <laughs> yeah, that old school Lexus. Uh huh. Pulled over. It was me, him, and Todd. Pulled over for absolutely nothing. Like I they think held I us there that. for yeah. It was weird. Like they held us there for a second. That was like that might have been my first experience. Um, held us there for a second. A cop comes around to my side of the car. I wasn't even driving, mm-hmm. and he has his hand on the gun. And this was right after I think somebody killed the cop, like arbitrarily killed the cop. Mm. Yeah. Um, and this had to have been two thousand. Eight, seven, nine, was it seven? seven. Might have yeah, been seven. Something like that. And like it was on the heels of that incident. Mm-hmm. And he comes over to the car. Now, I've never been in a passenger seat where they asked for my ID. They asked for yours too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They asked for my ID, they asked for Brandon's ID, and they asked for the dude in the back seat while Ty was in the back seat. Mm-hmm. And um, 
gave him the ID. Never told us why we was never never said initially. Didn't leave with why we was getting pulled over. They checked the ID, no problems, obviously, because was none of us doing nothing. Right. Gave us our IDs back. He said, "Come to a complete stop when you come to a stop sign," <laughs> and then they just left. What you know? what I'm saying, but like, he really came up to the side of the car with his with his hand on his gun, like ready to pull out if anything mm-hmm. was going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it was two black officers. Mm-hmm. By the way, yeah, boarding. Yeah, I'm actually friends with a with a uh, black police officer. I'm here. really cool with a I black police what, officer. Well, here I want to talk city. to one. I want to talk. Like, how does it feel? Like, officer I don't know. Scott, Officer Scott, <laughs> we need to talk to Officer Scott. He comes Scott. to our, he comes to our school. He's really nice. Yeah, cool as shit. Let's talk to Officer Scott one day. Right. I want to know what it's like to be black as a police officer with with like the current the current climate of everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Sorry, Michelle. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry. Tried. I'm sorry, girl. Yeah, we, we all got I, all the answers. We just got bummed out. I know <sighs> it's it's rough. Um, but we all just gotta hang in there together and make sure we're all showing love to each other and try to lift each other up because that's all we really can do right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know. I feel like just lead with a uh, lead with love. That's kind of like what it boils down to everything. Lead with love. Even if you know you're being disrespected, or not disrespected, but even if you know the situation. There's a judging in, eye on yeah, you. Yeah, there's a like judging you gotta eye on you. You got to prove yourself, which is so whack. I know, but. I wouldn't say you have to prove yourself, but conduct yourself. No, but I'm conduct saying. And, but in the essence, it's like you're proving yourself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't mean it literally, but it's always like we're always having to prove ourselves, which is fucking annoying. Like why can't you just just trust off the jump that I'm a good person? We go well, from there. The why do you gotta assume? Think about the narrative that gets selected, though. The yeah. narrative that's usually portrayed is a negative one. I, mean, I know, but I'm shot. saying like us going into any situation is never like thought of like the good thought. You always start from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. You know that sucks, but um, I'm I'm ready to be off of this now. Yeah, I think we're maybe hopefully we revisit it and have more answers later on at some point in the future, but. As of right now, man, just just everybody be careful. <laughs> yeah. Everybody be careful. Everybody make sure your shit is tight. Right. Don't be lacking anywhere. If people are getting getting the police called for them for being in the pool. I mean, we're done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Fucking done. Some bullshit. Yep, this Brit off, yo. That was fucking... I'm done. I don't talk about it anymore. <laughs> uh, all right, let's end on a positive note. Uh, you have some news. I wasn't trying to make it no news. You just. Oh, we don't have to make it news. You <laughs> got some news. I uh, I have an art dealer in Philly that I found. Well, I yes. didn't find. He found me. Well, we we us. we've known each other for a while, but I've just I'm a bullshitter. Anyway, we met up and he collects all types of art and he told me to create and he will collect so <laughs> so it's us giving us some inspiration to want to create so it's pretty awesome definitely so we will keep you guys updated with anything that turns out from that but it's very exciting news i'm happy for brit make connections i sound so nonchalant about she's it, drained I'm, I'm excited i'm just drained after talking about that she's I'm, drained I'm hot. Thing, yeah, and I'm, and she's I'm, very hot. I'm done. We're huh. suffering for y'all. You know, just <laughs> we're, 
she's in there she's in there she don't got no ac on she had to cut her ac off in order to record she's sweating she looks really hot <laughs> she looks miserable. I, I i look pretty yeah i look pretty sad right now yeah but um it's all it's all for you guys it's all for yes. the audience yes Love yes, yes 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 we love her. what's your homegirl's name Michelle. We love the Michelas of the world. We love the Michelas of the world that support us. <laughs> uh, but on another note, um, we love the feedback. So if you guys have any ideas, you guys have anything we, uh, you would like us to talk about that our viewpoint on, please don't hesitate to send it in. Yeah, definitely. All right. I think that's it for this episode. Um, you can turn on your AC now, Rick. Chat. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. I need to take another shower now. Right? <laughs> Sticky. <laughs> Alright, y'all. Alright. Peace and love. Later. Have a good week or a good day whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> Namaste. Usa. <laughs> 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 we out, we out, we out, we out. Peace.